Bokar Tov, we're continuing in Parashat Noah. So that means I have to turn to Parashat Noah. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. so we did, we did all of, uh, we're up to Sheni, Aliyah Sheni, in Noah. This takes us to the seventh chapter, the first Pasuk. So yes. Perek Zayin, Pasuk Aleph. Just to, to sum up what we were doing yesterday, uh, we introduced Noah, we introduced the, the problem and the reason for the flood, uh, and that was because it seems like the world was going by the rule of the jungle, where in, in, in philosophical terms, might is right. You guys know what that means? Might mm. is right. It's like in the Torah's vision, what is right? Right is justice. Right is whoever follows it's the word exactly of God. What's happening today? <laughs> in, in, the, in the world, right. So in the, in the time pr- prior to Noah, when, when the strong men would take the women of their choosing by force, that's essentially might is right. Whoever was stronger got to do what they pleased. The now the Torah's vision is the poorest and the weakest must be taken care of by the strong. So might is not right. You don't just get to do what you want. You have to defer your will to the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits at the center while we are just filling and doing God's plan. Okay, so that was the problem. And Noah is good, so we're going to try to start the world again with him. And uh, and then we, we told, Borei Olam tells them to bring the animals onto the Teva, and then we have the names of Elohim and Adonai used separately. And now... We have the beginning of, of this next part is going to focus on the name Adonai. Because yes. so far we've only done Elohim. So, so far we've done the more universal application. Yes. Save all of the animals, two by two. Just enough for them to procreate. Now, So Adonai says to Noach, you come and your whole household onto the Teva. Because you I have found to be a tzaddik before me on this day. Now, in the first pasuk of the Torah, it says, Noach ish tzaddik tamim haya bedorotav. It was talking about Noach, and it said, Noach is a tzaddik and tamim, and he's pure. Now here it says, Hashem says to Noach, ki I've seen you to be tzaddik lefanai bador hazeh. It didn't say tzaddik tamim lefanai bador hazeh. So why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu dropped one of the praises wow. from Noah? So the Chachalim from here say that whenever you're speaking to a person, you don't, you don't, you don't praise them to their full praise. Mm-hmm. When you're speaking about them, you could say, oh, this person is Tzaddik, oh, Tamim, is good. Wow. When you say about a person, you don't say, you don't say, you're Tzaddik, Tamim. No, the per- that, it's because just, they might, they might, no, also they might think that you're, 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 you're fooling them. Maybe it looks like flattery. Yes. It looks like flattery. If you say less, it's more believable. The, the, what's the, the phrase in Hebrew? Is Omrim miktsat shifcho shel adam befanav. You say only part of the person's praise to his face. You never say the full thing to his face. So that's, you see now, you just appreciate how the Chachamim, when they say things, it's very calculated, it's very textual. The Chachamim, the number one, believe it or not, if you want, the number one use for Midrash is not to learn deeper things. The number one use for Midrash is to understand the Pshat. Because whenever you study the Midrash, besides for the fact that you have to understand what the Midrash is saying, you always will, will figure out that the Chacham was saying that Midrash for a textual reason. 
So it ends up being that if you study the Midrashim carefully, you'll catch all the textual um, cues. And then, you, with those textual cues, you could do what you want. You could understand that you could, you could, you, it brings you to your to awareness exactly what's, what's exactly. Okay. So, Pasuk Bet. From all the animals that are pure, you take for yourself seven by seven, man and his wife, meaning there are going to be, going to be 14. Right? So there are two of the non-kosher animals and there are 14 of the kosher ones. And from the animals that are not pure, you take two, a pair only. Now, uh, the, the, the Chachamim say another nice thing here. What could, have, what could the Pasuk have said? It said, The animal that is impure. You take two. But it says from animals that are not, not pure. It, it, it works better in, in English. We just have the inverted form anyways. But, but in Hebrew, there is a word for impure. Right? So we could have said tameh. We said lo tehora. And from here we see that you have to use clean language. You shouldn't uh, use... You shouldn't use the 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 Chabad rabbi the the Lubavitch Rebbe is very big on this. Yes, he never said anything. He, he was he was yeah yeah he never ever ever said words that were not he would say like not hospital. He wouldn't say he yeah he right? he wouldn't say bet cholim he said he would say like bet refuah or something like that. So he wouldn't say uh, he wouldn't say the word sick. Yeah very very positive. Another one he did he said they he people used to say. Uh, the person, uh, death, he would say no. Hefe the opposite of life. Just so you could say the word life. Very positive way. It's a, the, it's the way la- language, language is, uh, has a good influence on your, on your level of positivity. Of your mouth. This tongue is very. Yeah. Okay. Pasu Gimo. Gam me'of ashamayim shiv'a shiv'a zacharun keval lechayotzera al penechol aretz. Also from the birds of the sky. Seven by seven, you should take. This is referring to kosher birds. Yes. It doesn't say it clearly here, but it seems like it's referring to the kosher birds. So you should take seven by seven. Ki li'amim od shiv'a, because in seven days, anuchi mamtira la'aretz, arba'im yom v'arba'im layla, umachriti et kol aikum asherasiti me'al p'nei adama. Because in another seven days, I'm going to be raining upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Umachriti et kol aikum asherasiti me'al p'nei adama. I'm going to erase all of the life, all of the existence that I made from on the face of the earth. It's interesting some of the numbers that are being thrown yes. around. The number seven, maybe, I, this is a guess, but maybe the number, remember we said there's relationships between this and creation? So maybe he's giving the warning in seven days, meaning in the length of time that I did creation, I will now undo everything. Meaning because within the next seven days, I will take it from being a finished creation to a, to back a, to what it was, which, what was it before? Just water, yes. right? Because it says, So the beginning of creation was just water. So in seven days, I will take it back to what it was. So maybe that's what the, the number seven is being used. It's like the time to revert exactly the plan that took seven days. Now I'm going to go back to seven, what it was in seven days. And then the number 40. Number 40 is very big. What is the number 40? Where else do you see the number 40? Many places where I'm going 40 years in the desert. 40 years in the desert. Going up to, to Har Sinai. 40, 40, 40, 40 days, days on Har Sinai. Nights for Moshe to get the Moshe. Ten Commandments. Yeah, there's more. Then the, uh, 40 days is the, mother, the child in the, in the mother's womb. Yeah. Within 40 days is considered to, to be developed. Yeah. Uh, that, that's when we consider the life to be, to be there. What else is 40? We do 40 days of... Uh, 
of uh, repentance until we get... Ah, very nice. That's an interesting one. 40 days for, from Elul to, to Rosh Hashanah, uh, to Yom Kippur. Uh, there's more. I'm missing some. I think maybe the Miraglim went for 40 days. Is that, that, that happened? I'm not sure. How long did the Miraglim go? Maybe it may have been 40 days. So there's a lot of 40 days. And 40 days typically, it, 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 it's a time when major developments occur. So what was the reason for 40 years in the desert? Because you needed to shift the mentality of Am Israel from a mentality of slave to a mentality of the kind of people who go and conquer the land of Israel. It was changing the, the, the guard, so, like changing the guard. You know, right, the, right. So quality, huge, big monumental shifts in humanity take for, require a 40-day period, right? From not living to living within the mother's womb. From being a slave mentality to a strong mentality. I learned that it's true, actually. I practice on myself. It's in order to break a habit, you have to do it for 40, 40 days. They, all, they say that. They say I that. Even for the... Ch- they, no, even even a child, when he's born, they say chile. Chile, that means if, after 40 days, he's going to become yeah. normal. Yeah. They sleep so, and everything. So I, I know for a fact that it's hard for me to get up in the morning, like say I want to get up at 5. If you do it for 40 days, it becomes then, then it becomes body, a body, and then it becomes like, no, it's already, it be, it's becomes it becomes habitual. habitual. 40 days. Very interesting. No, now that I think of it, there are, in addiction, they do use the number 40 a lot. They use, they use number 90 and they use number 40. You have to go to rehab usually. 40 days they use Wow Wow that's very interesting No that's very interesting 40 days for you Okay It is interesting Yeah Thank you Thank you for that Okay so we're seeing the number 7 We're seeing the number 40 I'll erase all of the, the life That I've created on the, on the face of the earth Noach did exactly as Adonai commanded him Noach did exactly as Adonai commanded him Noah was 600 years old when the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and the wives of his sons came onto the Teva because of the waters of the Mabul. This is another interesting Midrash. Uh, Rashi says something very cryptic here. You know what Rashi says? It says Noah came onto the Teva because of the waters of the Mabul. So uh, what does Rashi say? It means that he was outside of the... Yeah, the, the it means waiting. that he was, he was waiting. waiting. He was waiting. He was waiting outside the Teva until the rain started. How would you do that? Why would you wait until was, the rain started? He was started? hoping that maybe it changes. Maybe everybody repents. So you're, you're making him uh, a tzaddik. So Rashi actually <laughs> takes it the opposite direction. Giacomo was saying that shows that Noah had faith in humanity, that they would repent. I, I don't know. I don't think Rashi understood it that way. Rashi said, that he was... Lacking in faith, faith to, to he didn't know. He wasn't sure that Borei Olam would actually go Do through it. with it. Would go through with but it. At the beginning, the rain was very slow. It, it took it took a while to become become. He wanted to see if it, he wasn't. Well, why should I go and bother myself on this teva? Maybe maybe God doesn't have the power to bring the flood. I don't know. Right. If God commanded him to go in, he should have just been in. He could have just been in. That's what Rashi says. It's an interesting comment. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with it. Why, why is Rashi all of a sudden bad mouthing Noah? Because it's not really so necessary from the text. If you look at the okay, so he went on to the Teva because of the waters of the Mabul. It's a very, it's it seemingly an innocuous. Like you didn't realize that there was some problem with it until I pointed it out to you. You know, so if you just read it, you don't necessarily have to see understand this. But he didn't have to way. really go at the, the first drop of rain. He should probably wanted to make sure that this is this is it, and then I'm gonna. Right, go. exactly. So you could have said like that. But it's interesting. There are two ways of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's an interesting Rashi to consider. Okay. 
מן הבהמה הטהורה ומן הבהמה אשר איננה טהורה ומן האופק אשר רומס על האדמה. שניים, שניים באו אל נוח אל התיבה, זכרנו כן, וכאשר ציווה אלוהים את נוח, Elohim. Yes. So anytime we have reference to the two by two. Right, right, right. But I'm saying anytime we have reference to the two animals, any, anytime we have reference to the non-Tahor animals, it's Elohim commanding him. Yes. Okay? So by the Shiva and after seven days, Umea Mabula Yuala Aretz, the waters of Mabula are on the land. Bishnat Shesh Meot Lechayana Lechayanoach. But he says, it said that the, for the kosher animals, he had to go himself to get them because so, of the mitzvah. You, when you want to do the mitzvah, it's very important that you put your time and your efforts in it. So maybe, maybe it's saying that. Because the, the for, the kosher, question, for the kosher ones. Right, animals. the big question is, uh, let's say even the kosher ones. You know how many that animals that must have been? I mean, there are, there are a lot of species, but besides for the fact that he has to collect birds also. Yes. So the question is how he could possibly have done this. So this pasuk... In Pasuk Tet, the ninth Pasuk, they came to Noah. So it must have been some miraculous thing in which sure. they just they no simply doubt. approached no Noah. No you know, in the, in the movie renditions of the story, they always do it like this, that the, the animals just show up yeah. at the table. They're lining up and they were just knocking. Yeah. Yeah. You know something interesting? They say that, and they're showing this, when there was a tsunami, when there was the major tsunami in uh, Thailand. Yes. And all, the, the animals know. The animals knew. Way in advance, the birds started flying that something is coming because they sense it. And the they animals have a different sense, yeah. So maybe the, they have, there are stories, there are stories where a person's dog just started barking at him for no reason. You can't really see the tsunami coming. It's like coming. Move. Move. The dog just started, dog starts going crazy. So the animals have, because they have that, instinct, that's, a, that's a very interesting, imagine they all had such an instinct, instinct that they knew to, they, come, they knew to come towards the teva. That, that would be a fascinating idea. Okay. So after seven days, the waters of Nabur on the land. Oh, so, so I would say, I would want to say that not only did the non-kosher animals approach him, but the kosher ones did also. Yeah. Because it's so, even the kosher animals to collect them is very Impossible. difficult. It's very difficult. Right? That, that, would make the, that would make it easier to understand. Okay. Pasuk Yud Alf, Bishnat Shesh Meot Noach, in the 600th year of Noach's life. Bachodesh Hasheni, in the second month. Bishiv'ah Asar Yom Lachodesh, in the 17th day of the month. Bayom Hazzeh, on this day, all of the great springs of the depth opened or were, were opened up and the windows of the heavens also opened. Very beautiful language. Beautiful language. It's like poetic. So there's a machlok in the Gemara. Was it, is it Iyar uh, or is it Cheshvan? Uh, I think, I think the, I, I don't know, but traditionally I always remember it as being Cheshvan. For some reason, yeah, I remember it I as think, being Cheshvan. I think that's, 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 that, but, but the, the, also the, 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 yeah, because, because of the, the second the, month, the, for Exodus. The month. Yeah. Now, now, Chodesh Rishon of Nisan is more applicable to Am Yisrael. But maybe Chodesh Yisrael represents the new year for all of I think, I think, you know, every time after the holidays, we have the rain coming, so... It reminds us of Noah. Always when yeah. they're reading Noah, it's... Uh, so that would make sense, right? It would be Cheshvan because that's a rain season. Well, in May, after Pesach, especially in this area of the world, you don't, is there going to be a deluge? Is there going to be so much of a flood? So, yeah, let's, let's, say, let's say... I mean, it doesn't... It's not so relevant to our understanding of the story. What is relevant is the fact that 
the, the Torah is keeping track of time like this. Mm-hmm. Specific dates. Which is, which is more, interesting. More, more in- so I read a very interesting interpretation of why it's keeping dates for us. Because what is the, what are the celestial, what are the, what's the way that we keep dates? On the moon. Based on the creation story. By the thing, by the moon and the yeah. sun. In the creation story it says that you will use these celestial bodies for time keeping. Now what happens in the flood? Had to know how many days are in well, the, when the flood comes, everything goes back to before those celestial bodies are visible. So you don't have the sun and the moon yeah, to tell you what the time before is. It is so that's why Bore Olam was doing the timekeeping. Oh. You know, because to, to, show, to show you that, that the time was continuing despite the fact that there were no celestial bodies to keep I, it with. I Something like that. I think it also legitimizes the story. Because you could say, oh, you're going to be happy, it, it, it gives you, it, it may, takes it out of the mythological. Yes. You, know, you, you know that point? It's a very good point. Whenever you have specific times, locations, dates, myths, they say, the way they begin is once upon a time in a land, land far, far, far away. So no time and no nothing, location. Nothing. That's a myth. Nothing. So Torah gives specific dates sure and specific locations. So Even when the, the mountain that he lands on, Al Hare Ararat, specifically on these mountains. Uh, by the way, uh, this, this, the flood, there's historical evidence that it occurred in that every, not only do the Jews have record of a flood, and if, and if, you, if you see that oh, every, all of, uh, if you see other cultures have records of a flood, besides for the Jews, that tells you that we're not the only ones who have record of it, it means that for sure that there was a flood that happened. You know? it, interestingly, I'll, I'll point something out, the... The academics, they like to look, they, what they want to say, they, and they make this claim, and I, I'll introduce you to this just so you know what we deal with in the, in, the, in the study Bible study world. The academics, they have this claim that the Torah borrowed this story of the flood from the other cultures. Oh. So, so this was a myth that was going around within the other cultures, and then the Torah imported the myth just for its own sake. And, and it's so funny that they came to that conclusion. The conclusion I come to is, wait, if you see other cultures are talking about a flood, and we are talking about a flood, that means that the flood happened. That means that there must have been someone who, instead of saying that it's all a myth, For sure. and the Torah borrowed from a myth, so everybody is just talking about something that didn't happen. Well, if every single culture is talking about a, a flood that happened, then instead of assuming it's all a myth, why don't you just assume that it happened? You know, so that, that's the direction I take it. But I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no academic, so... Whatever. Okay. Pasuk Yudbet. The rain was on the land for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. On the essence of this day, remember what we said about on the essence of the day Noah came, and his sons, and his wife, they came onto the Teva. So there's a lot of repetition, by the way, if you, yes. if you realize. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but but what's, what's interesting is that it's always the men are coming and the women are coming separate. Yes. There's separation. There's separation. And it seems like the, that, that's part of uh, going back to the way things were created. Before men and women came together and became like one flesh, they were two separate creatures. Zacharun Keva Bira'am. God created them as Zacharun Nekeva. So now they're going onto the Teva. Reenacting the creation story by separating once again. 
הבהמה וכל החיה למינה, וכל הבהמה למינה, וכל הרמס, הרומס על הארץ למינהו, וכל העוף למינהו, וכל ציבור כל כנף. Them and all of the creatures according to their species, and this according to their species, that according to their species, all of the animals according to their species, and every bird. And the word מינה, you saw it very often come up in the creation story again. So we can't get away from that. ויבואו אל נוח אל התיבה, שניים שניים מכל הבשר, אשר ברוח חיים. And they came to Noah two by two from all flesh that had ruach haim, that had life within them. By the way, this is two by two. This is referring to the kosher animals. Meaning, they didn't, meaning it's not that they came two per species. They came two by two together, together meaning they came in, in, their, in, with cu- the, in couples. With, in, in couples. Yeah. So, it was, so even this one, even by the kosher animals, yes. it says that they approached the teva on their own. So I don't know. Where well, they're getting it from that Noah you know, had to go chase out, chase them around. The ones that came, they came male and female from every, uh, from every type of flesh. They came as Elohim had commanded him. And then it says, And God, Adonai, closed the Teva on Noah. So that's a very interesting pasuk because it says, it says all of the animals came two by two as Elohim commanded him and then Adonai closed the teva on Noah. So it's like the animals, the preservation of all the species of the animals of the entire world is, is guided by Elohim. But the protection of one man and that relationship that he has in which God protects him and closes the door of the teva on him for his own good is happening from Adonai. So Adonai is the God that, that man has relationship with, as opposed to Elohim, which is the God of all of the creation. Let's read this. This is from notes that this verse states that the unclean animals came to Noah on their own, but verse 2 implies that the clean animals did not come, for Noah had to take them. The unclean animals were in the ark only to preserve their species. But the clean animals had, to, had an additional purpose of being offerings that once the flood was over. God wants offerings to come as a result of human effort. Therefore, he commanded Noah to search them out and bring them. Now, what verse 2? Find the verse 2 he's referring to. But verse 2 implies that the clean animals did not come. Find what verse 2 is he referring to? Uh, oh, verse it's two. here. Shanaim, 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 Shanaim. Oh, Shanaim. Okay, you should take for yourself. That's verse 2. Because, now, because you're going to do an offering to Hashem, because of that, you have to put your time. It's not. All right, so how, do, how am I interpreting it that, then? I, I, don't, I still don't like it. I, I still think the Peshat is that the animals came, because it's still impossible. They came to, to Noah two by two. So they came, but Noah had to make an extra effort to bring them onto the Teva while the other animals maybe just walked on yes. or something yes. like that. That's yes. how you would, if yes. you're in the, yes. interested yes. in actually yes. making all yes. this work, you don't really have to even do that. You could just say they're arguing. My biggest question, how, what determined at that time what is Tehora and what is... Uh, it's a big question. So, so the Midrash says... I think, no I think, no I think no one of the no answers Rashi gives is the Borei Olam taught him what's going to be Tahor in the future, what's going to be Tameh in the future. Another possibility, and, and this I don't know, I'm, I'm just guessing, but logically it makes sense, that they were, they had some cultural norms for what's considered 
a, an appropriate korban and what you're not allowed to bring as a korban. You know, like, like in Noah's generation, they had a certain right. cultural idea of what would be fitting for korban and what would not be fitting for korban. Well, there were always greased animals. So maybe it could be that when it says tehorah here, it's referring to what Noah understood to be tehorah based on his culture, as opposed to what the Torah later considers tehorah. And it could be, perhaps, that some of B'nai Israel's tradition on what was considered kosher may have been a continuation of, that, of what Noah had originally. Already, already. Maybe. I'm just, I'm just throwing ideas yeah, at you. Noah, even if you see Hevel and Cain, they, they were also brought sacrifices. Right, right. Hevel brought Hevel. the animal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that time it was fruits. It was not animals. No, Cain brought fruits. And Hevel, Hevel. bring So Hevel did bring animals. But that is, a, that is a question. What is, so that's why the Midrash says, uh, as usual, the Midrash catches all of the points. And the Midrash says that Borei Olam taught him what was to be kosher later on, what was going to be tehorah later on. But it's not exactly also clear. Also, it allows them to eat animals after, after the... Oh, that's also very important. Uh, by the way, the, the, the reason that the Midrash continuously gives for why there are seven and seven animals is because of the korbanot. Yes. But I think a better reason or a secondary reason is because they're going to start to eat animals. So if you're only bringing two, you, run out of you eat, you eat one, one and the they're species is done. So if you bring seven, there's enough food to eat and to continue the species. So that's why you don't need to be tehorah, not only for the korban, but also for things. Uh, understandably, the korbanot and the food that we eat both have to be kosher. So anyways, there's overlap between those two things. Okay, but let's stop, let's stop there for today. Vayiyah uh, Mabul, next pasuk, continues on the descriptions of the mambul. I, I, I'm not going to try to work out all of the repetitiousness of the text. So there's a lot of repetition. Part of it has to do with the fact that the text is trying to show you two angles of looking at the, the mambul. One from the Elohim angle, one from the Adonai yeah, angle, one from the global picture, and one from the relationship with Noah. And they're both important because God's relationship with humanity is obviously the whole point of the Torah. You know? So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, but, but we're not going to go too much into it any more than that. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lulam, Amen.